congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and Nicole Shaded. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. Okay, going back in time, one week. This is uh, the episode from last week. We're doing our time travel thing. So yeah, it's going to be an all summer long thing. Yep. For time traveling. All, all summer long, we're going to be a couple of episodes behind here and there. So just bear with us. When we lived well. in Tuttle and there was a tornado and I was at work, I told Tyler to go get in my closet because that the duplex was very rectangle and there's, you know, windows on both sides mm-hmm. all over. So the only place that I could think of that would be interior and closed was in my closet. So I was like... You know, all right, well, just get in my closet and Fine. take your phone and I'll <laughs> I'll call you and you can get out. <laughs> it's funny because me and Kron were having this conversation last night about how if you're going to get hit by a tornado, honestly, there's nothing you can do. But the reason why you go and get in your like little hidey hole or whatever is because I would rather just be like, if I'm going to die, just fucking hit me over the head and kill me. But I don't want to fucking experience the tornado. I don't want to have to be alive and like yes. thinking about trying to survive and things flying everywhere and you hear the that sound of the tornado that everybody always talks about and yeah the sound of the train i would rather just just take me out as fast as possible guys <laughs> yeah but if you're underground you're not gonna or yeah, interior but i don't have that house. option that's no interior of your house you're still gonna have to depending on a, how strong the tornado F5. is yeah like the tornadoes last night, interior of the house was just fine. And you could see level, that the bathroom, not in, um, the El, El Reno. Reno. You could well, see that I the mean, bathrooms on the back wall were yeah. still intact. Yeah, but you'd still experience. Yeah, you like, experience. That's but you'd still be alive. Yeah, but I, I don't know if I would want to be alive for when you're sitting there for twenty minutes, like Thinking scared out of die. your life, and there's debris flying everywhere, oh, and yeah. you like everybody literally always talks about the sound of the tornado and how. It's like so deaf. I just can't imagine. It's like a plane crash. Like if I'm going to crash on the plane, just fucking kill me. But I don't want to have to experience falling. I don't. Maybe what you need is a false tooth (laughs) that you can just flip it up and crunch. Yeah. Cyanide. (laughs) Poison the shit out of your. I would have used it last night. (laughs) (laughs) Aren't you glad you don't have a false tooth that (laughs) has poison in it because you did not get hit. By no, the tornado. I know. I'm just saying it's like... Yeah, it, I agree. How terrifying. It is terrifying. It's terrifying, but I still want to be alive. <laughs> Speaking I'm of, not saying I wouldn't. I'm just I'm saying still like... Gonna, I'm still not going to sit on the front porch in a lawn chair eating Doritos while the... Or the well, the my point is... Why not? It's, it's like an Oklahoma me. pastime. Get out my pork rinds. Go outside and have a... Get a, get a picture of yourself with the twister in the background. You know, there's actually a tourist company that will, like, during tornado season, they'll take people storm chasing so they can get a picture of themselves. I feel like that's a live that's problem. That's dangerous. You think? <laughs> but there's, there's got to be some kind it. of waiver you have to sign for that crap. But uh, for all of our people that are listening, if you didn't know, we live in Oklahoma City, which is in Tornado Alley, which is also night. Lake Oklahoma this year. Um. <laughs> and last night... Unfortunately, we had two deaths in El Reno, Oklahoma, which is how many miles from here? No, it's only like 30 minutes. If you're in central Oklahoma, it's about 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. From from where we are standing right now. Mm -hmm. 
just on I-40. But the and there were actually several tornadoes as well. There were three, I think, that went through the metro. There, there was one right by my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right by your house. When the storm I, chaser was going down 37, I'm like, there's the church. There's Valero. <laughs> yeah. So like, right one, there's Martha's house. And when, Jeff's texting me going, get in your shelter, get in your shelter, get in your shelter. And at the time, I've got my 85-pound black lab. Mm-hmm. Who is an outside dog? She, I'm trying to get her down into the, we don't have stairs, so she's never experienced stairs. I'm trying to get her down inside the hole, which kind of looks a little bit like uh, where those old uh, oil change bays, you know, when people used to have those in their garages. That's a bit what it's like, except for it doesn't have regular stairs, it just has boards. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to get my dog down in there. She won't go. And my phone is going off, text, 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 beep, beep, beep. The weather radio is going off in the distance. My my laptop's sitting out in there going, hey, the sky is awful dark out there. Oh, my gosh, that's right by Tuttle. And, of course, I finally get the dog down in there. And uh, my phone bleeps telling me I've only got 5% battery. Oh, God. So, but here's the thing. I remembered my extra battery. I have one of those little... It looks like an extra phone. I've got one of those, but I forgot the fucking cord. Uh. So I'm sitting down there going, okay, I can't look at at the broadcast on my phone Mm -hmm. because if I do that, there'd be no battery left. So I'm texting Jeff back and forth. Can you please tell me when I can come out? I I text... We were trying to get all of the radio stations onto severe weather. So th- there was a program director group text that somehow I was on last night. And so I kind of like was ignoring it. But then I separately texted Jeff and was like, look, dude, we're at the mill and we're fucked. And if we die, please just have a really big party for us. <laughs> and he didn't even respond to that. He was probably just like, she's drunk. Yes. Which we well, were at he that was point. Prob- he never responds, though. I'm, I'm surprised he told me when to come out. But he was in the closet, too, because it was yeah. going towards his house. Yep. And, then, and then I told my dad, because he lives in Mustang. Later, I had asked him if he got hit by the tornado. And his response was, no, but I bent over and kissed my ass goodbye just in case. Yeah. I was like, thanks, Dad. Like... Yeah. So glad you're worried about it. <laughs> well, I knew I wasn't going to die because I was inside the shelter. And I knew that my son wouldn't lose his tiny mind because I had this stupid dog down in there with me. Because <laughs> he was, I was like, I'll never forgive you if you don't take her into the shelter. Well, here's the rest of the story, friends. I got the dog down in there, but then I couldn't get her out. She, she would not come up the quote stairs which is basically three boards okay she wouldn't go up almost 30 minutes 25 minutes is how long it took me to get her out of the shelter because I was by myself Mm -hmm. so I have these beautiful armful of scratches I have to go to the chiropractor (laughs) trying to lift an 85 pound dog who does not want me to lift her yeah (laughs) and then I thought oh it's raining like crazy pouring rain buckets of rain and I thought, oh, I'll, I'll just leave her in the house for a little while. She was having none of it. She was sitting by the back door. Let me out. So I let her out. She's just like, shoop, gone into the rain. She's like, I'm never coming in the house again. You can't make me. <laughs> you traumatized her. I did. Poor thing. <sighs> Next time, she's just going to let the tornado take her away. Yep. But, you know, all, all joking aside, this is a dangerous fucking place to live. 
I'm so over this weather. You We're and about me to both. Flood into Texas. Right? What's the not rain. tornado damage is going to be underwater before May's over. There's like all these memes going around, and one is they just they got a map of in Oklahoma's in the middle, and in, they just turned the entire state blue and said, "Welcome." to Lake Oklahoma for Memorial Day. <laughs> like, Yep. We didn't even have to leave our houses to go to the lake this weekend. Lake, if you guys want to dip your toes in some water, just come to my house. I'll open my air vents up and <laughs> we can just take a dip. You got some muddy water. Oh my God. We had a lot of rain. Garrett's garage was under like a foot of water. Um, yeah. And we had a tornado last night just west of us. It like yeah. skipped over the zoo. Last Monday, if you don't pay attention to weather throughout the nation, Monday was supposed to be this historic day in Oklahoma. They said we had every single ingredient to have these massive long track tornadoes that were going to churn the grit. Like they were calling it. It was going to rip up the grass. Yeah. So it was going to be. They were calling it a particularly dangerous situation. And they had us completely. Yeah. They were. they had us completely freaked out. Yeah. Yeah. They canceled school. Yeah. Yeah. They they did. School businesses shut down. Um. We were all Insane. thinking that it was going to be like the Moore tornado, and it was on the same date yeah. mm-hmm. as 2013. So then uh, nothing happened. Uh, the worst thing that happened was we ended up getting six to eight, like eight inches of rain, depending on where exactly you lived. Mm-hmm. Not in and Oklahoma City. They had a couple of... I had six pretty, inches at my house. No, I meant tornado-wise. Oh, yeah. They had some pretty... They, isn't that the one that hit Geronimo? Yeah, so it was yeah, there way was out west. Yeah. really good tornadoes like out west, yeah. southwest of us, but mm-hmm. none... And then we got in the city, we had, we got rain. so much rain. Mm-hmm. So like we had everybody like, uh, like, cause I have problems with my air vents right now, but mm-hmm. apparently that is half of Oklahoma city. I found out. So trying to get them fixed has been fun. Um, <laughs> but so everybody thought it was going to be this massively deadly day on Monday. And Not I mean, it kind of just fizzed out. But then yesterday we barely had any chance of we yeah, barely even had a chance of rain. Tiny chance. It was like forty percent. A slight chance yeah. is what they said, which is like the lowest basic. Yeah, one to two. And they were like, oh, it's just going to rain, five. and there'll be a lot of strong winds, and that big strong wind front started coming in, and, and then, then all of a sudden. Well, and even while they're doing these re- news reports saying all the severe weather is coming on, because they they go live in Oklahoma City. Um, they they basically shut down the world and and turn on yeah. the weather as soon as <laughs> soon as because people freak out. Yeah, and so even while they're doing all these news reports, they're saying they're going to be these teeny tiny small spin, spin up, up tornadoes, and that's the exact word they use: are spin up tornadoes. They say they're going to be on the ground for less than like. 60 seconds. seconds where you're like yeah yeah um so quick and they're all gonna be like ef zero like these teeny tiny things that are gonna like blow your patio furniture off yeah deck that's, and that's exactly what they were saying oh yeah. you may flip your patio table over like dust you know and your, then, your trampoline is gonna go away you know that kind of stuff and so everybody kind of just believes them don't pay it doesn't attention take, they doesn't they don't pay attention they don't take it quite as serious as they should and then in el reno there was a mobile home park that was decimated and there was a motel that was hit it took the entire top layer off of the hotel Mm -hmm. and um two people died yep two people died and but they didn't die in the hotel i think it was in the trailer park Mm -hmm. there was three car lots that were hit Mm -hmm. yeah it was terrible and of course you know you wake up to that and you go wow 
On another note, there might be some hail sales going on next week. <laughs> I wouldn't want any of those cars. Uh, I don't think that's going to be a hail sale. I think that's going to be a... I think the damage is a little worse than hail over I'm there. Joking. So they're saying that the little spin-up tornado, and I'm using little Was quotation yeah, marks three. There's Well, they're saying for sure it's going to be an EF2 and it could be upgraded to an EF3. That's not a small, like that is. No. A, that's not a small tornado. And it was on the ground for about a mile, no, wasn't it? Mm-mm. It was literally like it was a, 400 like a, and it was like one block. No, wow. it was like a mile and a half because it started on said, the other side of I-40. But they said the debris ball, because you know how even if the tornado's not on the ground, there's still all this debris in the air because it mm-hmm. hasn't dropped it yet. The debris ball was eight miles long. So there's going to be literally like pieces of cars and mobile homes for eight miles. And people's stuff. Yeah. Their personal belongings. Finding things like shoes and uh, what was the other thing that they were talking about having found? It was something. Oh, somebody's sink. They said that there was a dumpster on the the upper deck of the uh, hotel that got hit. Like and a there green were cars. dumpster from the ground. It picked it up and put it on the top of the. Uh, there were two hotel. cars that were parked not side by side, but like facing each other. That were, swi- that had switched places. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so there's one on the uh, on the exact opposite side of where it had been, and the other was on the other side. And my mom's like, "Well, I, I, I text her. I said, you better put your teeth in and your bra on. There's tornadoes ahead of your, or there's storms headed your way.'" And she's like. Well, damn, I guess I better get dressed then. And like five minutes after that, there was a tornado warning in Minko. And I'm like, holy shit. I and that's you got right. dressed fast. Yeah, that's not very far from my house. And I was texting, texting Vani. And I said, you know, I'm, I'm not putting my bra back on. I'm just going to flop. <laughs> I don't ever wear a bra. And, sh- and sure enough, I had to go down in the shelter with no bra. I'm sitting down there thinking, all right. So I'm going to be on TV. I took all my makeup off. I have no bra on. I'm I'm in my pajamas. It's you always know. the person that looks like they're homeless, yeah, you know. Missing for more missing some teeth. teeth and- yes. For more impact, it's got to be somebody that looks like they're disheveled, I think. I seen it coming. <laughs> I seen it coming. Tyler said the other day when they were talking about it was when all of the flooding hit and everything and they had a bunch of road clothes and everything else. He said he saw on the news that this guy that was in the, a big truck, big, you know, dually truck that had gotten stopped and they interviewed him and they're like, well, what are you going to do? Or is somebody like coming to get you? Or He's like, no, I got me a bag of pork rinds. I'm just going to wait it out. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing I think I've seen lately is uh, don't sleep, like rule don't number one, naked. don't sleep naked during NATO season. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Did you watch Game of Thrones? Did you watch the last well, episode? I haven't watched the last episodes, okay. but I've seen enough memes and stuff. So you, I won't ruin anything no. for you? Okay, so there was one, and it was a picture of her and then the guy in the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And it was like, uh, Daenerys dyes her hair uh, brown and marries, marries Bran. <laughs> yeah, I saw that one. <laughs> Which I have not even seen anything, so memes have completely just ruined. But I'm excited. <laughs> There's going to be two more books, because then... Yeah, you feel like I, I knew that was going to happen. Anyway. Over. <clears throat> well, yeah, the, you already knew there was going to. So that if somebody doesn't like the ending, then uh, I don't know. Read the book. The guy's probably going to die. Well, he <clears throat> has like such writer's block. Yeah. And then he made some comment about how if he did not have the final draft of his next book in his hands by some conference, 
that you we had permission to like lock him up in some like lake house with no contact to the outside world until he actually finished his book. <laughs> but then everybody like looked at like the date of this conference, uh-huh. 2020. So you've, you're looking at another two years mm-hmm. before he, it's actually published. Yep. I mean, if that was me, then I'd have to read the whole series again before I read that book. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen with as long as those are. Uh. The books were weird to me. Were they? Just because they did. Have, you read them? I read most of the first one. I tried to read the first one. I'm skipping over. I'm going to go to the second to last one. And I mean, maybe I should try up. to read them. Mm-hmm. I liked Pillars of the Earth. So. You might. I like think them. you would like them more than, like. I mean, more than I me. like. I, I kind of like the action scenes. Fight scenes. Yeah. Martha, I think the only reason Sex she doesn't scenes. enjoy them as much as she. I would think she is because she's she only wants the magic out of it. Yeah, she's not. There's it's there's a lot of fantasy in there, but she's not willing to get trudged through it because it's too much. Yeah, it's just I think he can consolidate the the grubbiness, the grubbiness and the pettiness of it, Mm -hmm. and all the fighting. I just hate that. It's like there's not Mm -hmm. a payoff for me. My biggest issue is there's so many characters in so many different places by the time you get back to a character you actually want to read about yeah like okay what were you doing last let me flip back to Mm -hmm. yeah and that's the other thing they tell you as a writer that too many characters does not make for good writing Mm -hmm. yeah until you write game of thrones and now you're a freaking billionaire so obviously he well you know here's (laughs) here's the thing about him is the complexity of that story the fact that he can even keep track of it is mind-blowing. I mean, I got to take my hat off to that guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember when I did, re- like, was reading Game of Thrones, and I've only read the first three or four, but there were certain, like, I hated the Red Queen. Like, I, it was, or whatever. The Red, red witch. 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 Yeah, I just, I didn't really enjoy her part of the story. I, and so I would literally just... Skip it. Skip that chapter. That's mm-hmm, the that's yeah. the good thing about his books is you can skip the chapter and you're not going to miss anything. Because one chapter is one person, and so you can kind of mm. like I don't know. It's not the end of the. It wasn't the end of the world. I've never done that with another book, but I definitely <laughs> did it. Like there were certain. Oh, and then yeah. the what's the dude that ends up getting his like dick cut off? Oh, uh, Theon Greyjoy. I yeah, fucking hated Theon. that dude too. Yeah. So I would skip his. I didn't like him in the beginning either. <laughs> he was kind of a shit. He kind is kind of. of a shit. I didn't know that he got really his dick cut off. He did. I, did I haven't made it that far. It's later. Oh, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Whoops. Are we ready to... Do you have a book ready for mm-hmm. today? I don't yeah. feel like I do. Well, you got yeah. a few uh, three reviews to figure that out, Martha. <laughs> yeah. I know. As I'm You're sitting here... To, this is one of the if reasons not, why you want to go last all the time. I know. If I'm not paying attention, it's because I'm desperately trying to find something to review, so... All right, go ahead. <laughs> well, I read one that you suggested to me um, simply for the fact that it's J.R. Tolkien's <gasps> grandson who wrote this book. Oh, that's right. Simon Tolkien. It's called No Man's Land. And it's a historical fiction. <laughs> Imagine that. About World War One, Which is why I thought you'd like it. Mm-hmm. And the book starts out... It, the main character starts out being a pretty young child. I think he's like 12 or 13. And his mom had just died in, when the book starts. And she dies in um, a protest march for the coal mines. I'm, I think it, it might not be the coal mines that she died, but it was a protest march. 
because I don't know if anyone knows a lot about history, but like in England, there's a lot of protesting for the low class workers to get more money because they didn't get paid very much, especially like in the coal mines. I say that because there's more coal mine protests later, later in the book, but really early on. This is a pretty long book. It's like 30 hours. I did the, the audio. Damn. Yeah. You know me. I like big books. And you cannot lie. So they go to this other town and for the father to work in the coal mines. And this is when there's, you know, protesting and everything in the coal mines. And um, he's trying to work for the coal mine workers with the, the um, they moved to Scarsdale is the name of the town that they moved to. And he's working with a gentleman named Sir John who owns the coal mines trying to get the workers more money. Well, you know, tragedy strikes again. Mm. And um, if I want to tell this part. We'll skip it. I know, but I don't know how to go on with the book without saying this part. You can because what you do is you say the thing that happened. (laughs) Okay. Tragedy strikes again, and I'm not going to say exactly what happens, but the main character, Adam, comes to live at Sir John's house. And he's seems like he's always an outsider. He never quite fit in with the coal mine kids Mm -hmm. because he was more educated than they were. And he was smart. He was real book smart. And then when he moved into Sir John's house, of course, he didn't fit in. He was living in a house that was above his class. Mm. So he like fit in better with servants, but yet he still wasn't allowed to talk to the servants like um, companions. So he kind of grew up. He kind of had a lonely existence when he was growing up. Um. He falls in love with the preacher's daughter. Oh, goodness. The parish's daughter. But the parish's uh, wife doesn't like Adam because he's not he's not from a rich family. And she wants her daughter to marry rich. Of course she does. And she's kind of she's kind of a bitch. Mm. The wife isn't is a little bit of a Cersei. (laughs) Woo. Yes, and um, that's going to be the new. Um, it's a little bit of a twat waffle. It's <laughs> the new c word. <laughs> the new c word. Cersei. I like that. Yes, if you've read Game of Thrones or seen the series, then Cersei is the ultimate bitch. Yeah. But anyways, he grows up, and of course, when he gets old enough, he joins the army, and this is in. This is right at the beginning of World War One, so he's involved in the trench warfares, and. A lot of the kids that he grew up with, because eventually he did make friends and they did have a, he did have a couple of close friends that started out that they weren't friends. They were kind of enemies and then frenemies. Well, no, they were enemies. (laughs) And then something happened that kind of bonded them together, which is another thing that I can't really say because it's given away too much of the book. (laughs) Damn it. I know it's hard sometimes to review and not have too many Mm -hmm. spoilers. That's why I usually don't tell much about my books because I'm, I have issues yeah. revealing too much. But I mean, this, it, it follows his life all the way through the war. And um, this is a beautifully written book. It reminded me a lot of Ken Follett, his kind of writing. And you know how I love my Ken Follett. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So was it anything like, the reason that I originally um, suggested to you to read this is I was looking up information about the 
movie that's that was released about J.R.R. Tolkien when he was young. I want to see that. And, I want to see that and too. there were and, and there was an article. I don't remember where it was. I know I did share it. There was an article about his family not approving of the movie. Oh. And then I was doing a little bit of research and Googling this and that. And it was talking about, you know, because Christopher is his heir. And Christopher is notoriously against anything that they do with the books. And then I found out that Christopher had a son, which is the guy that wrote. Simon. Yeah. And of course, they're all so old that Simon's older than us. Is he? I think so. (laughs) Yeah. To tell you the truth, I didn't look any of that up, so I don't know. It it says that it it's based on. So, so I was kind of thinking it was inspired by real life experiences of his grandfather J.R.R. Tolkien during World War One, but I didn't look up to see what parts of it, what parts of it was inspired, and which was completely fictional. Right. I was originally wondering if if maybe they were pissed because they didn't use his book. Mm, I don't to that do I don't know movie. I just kind of read it as going in kind of blind, blind. I mean mm. I know who Tolkien is but I didn't know but you're not as a, a much of a freak about him as I am right exactly and you never know how the writing is going to compare either I'm not particularly a King fan I like some of King's mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. but I'm not a huge fan but I like Joe Hill I just I like Joe Hill a lot better so mm-hmm. I, I went in with that mentality of just being open-minded and just reading it, and it was beautifully written. Like I said, it reminded me a lot of Ken Follett's writing, which I absolutely love. Hmm. And I will say that Adam's experiences with coming home on leave from the trench warfare and his disconnect between real life after being at war, mm-hmm. you know, it was pretty eye-opening. And it, it kind of made you maybe understand a little bit more of why soldiers have such a hard time when they come home from war. That I never really understood. And he has a really great way. He had a great way of explaining what Adam was feeling when he came back and why he was separating himself so much from everybody else in his life. Hmm. That was pretty interesting. It sounds good. But yeah, it was a really good book. I mean, and not just for 40 to 60 year old men. <laughs> yep. Come on, Bonnie. We know the truth. There was a little bit of romance in there. So somebody who... Likes a little bit of romance, a little bit of historical fiction, a little bit of action, a little bit of treachery. Mm-hmm. Would like this book. But it was good. <laughs> I liked it. I enjoyed it very much. Title and artist. And that, again, was called No Man's Land by Simon Tolkien. And I think that if you are a fan of historical fiction war books, then you should give it a try because it was really good. This is definitely the one of the better books that I've read so far this year. Yeah, high praise from Bonnie. I know. I'll remember this one. I mean, if I'm going to compare you to Ken Follett in a good way, then that is high praise. It's <laughs> pretty impressive, I because, have to say. And it's not. Well, it wasn't Ken Follett. It's always good. It wasn't Ken Follett, but I mean, yeah, pretty good. Me? Mm-hmm. Jessica, okay. bring it on, baby. I haven't seen you in a little while now. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah. Um, on your graduation. I know. Maybe grad. you'll have some more time now. <laughs> yeah. I actually have a lot of time right now. It's just weird. Jessica's graduated from college. Yep. Jessica <laughs> and I had a long conversation by text last night because we were talking about books that we 
that we've read. Jessica and I are kind of like book twins. Yep. We like similar books for sure. Yep. We were talking about Neuromancer and how it's not bad, but not good either. <laughs> She's like, did you like this? I was like, uh, well, I didn't hate it, but, but I didn't love like it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't. I don't know. I couldn't get attached to that character at all. I didn't finish it. Nah. I, DNF'd it. I did finish it, but it took me a really long time to finish it. And by the time I did finish it, I was like, I'm so over this. Yep. Because <laughs> it's a classic sci-fi. So you sort of yeah. have to say that you've read it. Yep. I, I put it aside because I had some more compelling books come in <laughs> that I wanted to read. <laughs> I was like, I can finish, trudge through this book or start something I actually <laughs> think I'll enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm going to review uh, The Mechanical by Ian Tregillis. It's book number one in The Alchemy Wars. It's a trilogy. And I've oh. read all three now, so I can actually review this book. Sweet. <laughs> I hate doing that because you read a read the first book in a series and it's either really good or really bad. And you don't read the rest of this. You don't talk about the rest of the series. Second book really sucks. You feel bad for recommending it to someone. Oh, yeah. You know? So yeah. you want to get through all of them so at least you can make a really good firm recommendation a blanket statement the yeah. series is good which i, I don't really, always do that but yep i really really enjoyed this trilogy um so most of it is told it's told from the point of view from three different characters but most of it is told from the main character jack's point of view and he is a clacker he's a mechanical man yep they call him clackers like this futuristic dystopian kind of society where you have new france and new Netherlands and they're fighting because the French believe that the clackers are not good because you're binding someone's soul basically and the because they're sentient beings and the Netherlands believe that they're just robots doing what they're supposed to do. Okay so is this a you said dystopian so uh, it is the world it is the world our our world it is our world okay all right just because it talks about France and then like new France is in America because sometimes they they name them that mm-hmm. on other planets, too, so I'm yeah. just checking. It's, okay. So Jax is a clacker, and uh, they're under these things called geese, I think is how you say it. I've never said it out loud. I've just read it. It's okay. G-E-A-S, which are, they get commanded by their master or whatever to do something, and then it, like, burns them inside until they get it done, and they shake, and it's just awful. Um, but that's what keeps them under the humans, sort of. And um, oh. one day he gets given this thing to take to New Netherland, which is across the sea. It's okay. like where they've got a colony now by a uh, spy within this town that works for the other side, New France. And he gets given this spy glass. And then the travel, it breaks and this orb comes out and it gives Jack's free will. Oh. And he's trying to get away without being torn apart by the other clackers because as soon as they know that there's a rogue clacker, they're supposed to kill it. And so it's his him trying to get free and get north and as far away from uh, the new Netherland people as he can and um, find what's called Neverland, I think. Or, wait, yeah, Neverland. There's a lot of that um, where there's this fabled rogue clacker queen and her lost boys. Rogue clacker queen! <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Queen Mab and the Lost Boys. Mm. Or is it supposed to be this fairy tale clacker folklore gang of things? I can't really say a whole lot about it because the first book is kind of slow because it's like a setup. This is what the world is. Ah, um, exposition. Yep. And uh, not a whole lot happens until the very end of the first book. And you're like, whoa. 
but it's told from the point of view of Jax and then uh, past Father Visser, who is the guy who gives Jack the glass, and he's being hunted by the people, the glass, the clockwork throne spy people. Um, and then a the Talleyrand, who's the leader of the spy network in the Free Republic for them. Mm-hmm. Um, her name's Bernice, and she's kind of badass. I think you'd love her. <laughs> but... <laughs> So you get a lot. I love badass women. Yep, you get a lot of this whole story, and it's really, really good. I really liked it. It's not anything like anything I've ever read. So there are three books, you say? Mm-hmm. Three books. There's uh, the Mechanical, which is book one, uh, the Rising, which is book two, and then the Liberation, which is book three. Hmm. And they get progressively darker, and it gets uh the the top of the book has like big praise from George R. R. Martin about the author. So don't get attached to anybody. <laughs> Everyone you love will die. So it's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's really good. So uh, that's The Mechanical by Ian Tregellis. It's book one in the Alchemy Wars. Sweet. It sounds pretty good. I really, really enjoyed it. I don't know if I'm up for a trilogy, but if I am, I'm going there because I like those badass bitches. Mm-hmm. She's kind of crazy. Also about us. Nicole, are you going to follow that up? Sure. All right. <laughs> uh, so hopefully nobody's reviewed this, but I checked our website and it's not listed. So um, I'm going to review Into the Water by Paula Hawkins. I think. Didn't you do Into the Water? Mm-hmm. No, you read it. I read it, but I don't think I reviewed it because... And- yeah, go ahead. I know that because I read it. Because I didn't it. really like it. Mm-hmm. I read it, and I did not. Yeah. So this is, uh, book is by, again, Paula Hawkins. She's the one who wrote Girl on, The Girl on the Train, which was uh, <laughs> pretty controversial because people either loved it or hated it, and Martha fucking hated it. Same. So, uh, but this, And I loved it. Um, Into the Water is a lot different. Like, if you are expecting the same thing as Girl in the Train, you're going to be very disappointed. It's not anything like that. This is more of like a cozy, it's not really cozy, but it's a slower paced um, mystery. And there's not this unreliable narrator. Um, but essentially, the book follows, it opens up with a woman who is found dead at the bottom of a river, essentially. Um, But this river and the place where she was found dead is known for women who... Isn't it called the drowning pool or drowning something? uh, Yeah. The women... The the woman that is found dead has been studying and following this area because other women keep being either found dead or committing suicide at this place. So she started calling it the drowning pool. Um, and so she ends up dead at the bottom of this thing. And she has a daughter who's, um, like 15 years old. Um, and her sister, she's, has not talked to her since they were pretty much teenagers. And her sister has to show up and like identify the dead body and start taking care of her sister's kid. And then she's going through like all these memories she had with her her, her now dead sister for like a long time ago. And so it also follows um, a detective who is f- 
not from there, but she kind of gets called in to help with this case. And she ends up staying in like a little cabin uh, at the bottom of the essentially like the waterfall where these women are found. And then you so as the book is going on, you are seeing the daughter and her aunt. They're trying to deal with this death. But then you start learning more and more about uh, the other deaths that have happened. And so one was actually the teen, the teenage daughter. It was her best friend had actually committed suicide a few months before there. But there had also been not that long ago, another woman found dead. And so as you're reading this, you're trying to figure out if all of these women have been murdered or if they're all committing suicide. And if so, why? And so it's like, it's a little bit morbid, but I thought it was interesting. It's not the greatest book in the entire world, but I liked this probably better than Girl in the Train. I just thought it was more complex and like that there were more characters and I was surprised at the end and it wasn't just some unreliable narrator that kind of surprises everybody at the end. Did you read this one, Martha? I did. Why didn't you like it? I, I think I just have an issue with Paula Hawkins writing style because I got so bored mm -hmm. it, and I had the same problem with Girl on the Train. I just found it so slow. Because mm -hmm. I like, I liked, I should have liked it. It was another one of those books that fit all, ticked all the boxes because I love cold case files. Mm -hmm. um, but for some reason, I'm just, I just found myself drudging through it. So, I, it's just her writing style is, is specific. Yeah, I, cause I, I would disagree. I didn't think that her writing style was slow at all. And in fact, I read this book in like two days. I was at least invested enough to put that time forth. However, I do have to say it doesn't have this ultimate climax at like yeah, halfway that's through. That's why I didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. And so I think that's probably what messes with like Girl on the Train though. It kind of did it, mm -hmm. or it had more of one than what this does. But this one was more relaxed and I, like it, the mystery was very m different than her other, like the other book. I love yeah, a good mystery. Yeah. And I can't I remember why. Love a good I wonder mystery, if I but... read this like at Halloween or something and we were doing like the theme episodes and that's why or something like that because I don't remember like absolutely hating this book, but mm -hmm. I didn't like it as much as Girl yeah. on a Train. So, and that's, and a, it was morbid. I found yeah, myself pretty just morbid. really struggling to get through it and. And I don't know why. Mm -hmm. It didn't make any sense for me not to like it. But I think if you're one of the people who do like all these mysteries that are coming out, the bestsellers that everybody talks about, then you will like this one, too. Like, yeah. if you liked Girl on the Train, you'll like this one. Uh, if you liked Woman in Cabin 10, yeah. you'll probably See, like... I loved Woman in Cabin yeah. 10, but I didn't like The Silent Patient. I just don't think you like... Paula Hawkins writing. Well, the, she didn't write The Silent Patient. Oh. I don't know where The Silent Patient even came from out of this. Uh, like, because <laughs> it's the same kind of book. Right. It's, well, it follows yeah. that same um, mm -hmm. twist ending type yeah. style that's so popular right now. Mm -hmm. And this one doesn't have that same No, this twist. one doesn't. No. It, it's, uh, again, there's no climax that you're, I mean... There is some action towards the end, but it's not this. You're not just yeah. building, building, building 
to the point where you're like, holy shit. Yeah. But it did keep me invested for two whole days. I read it pretty fast. And I think that is the key is that if you if you're enjoying a book and feel satisfied after it's finished, whether they give you a resolution or not. As long as you're experiencing pleasurable effects after it's finished, then it's a successful book for you. For me, this book did not do it. But, I mean, like I said, um, it's, it's so personal. That's the hard part about doing a review is it's just like tasting a favorite food. You know, it may taste fabulous to you, and then somebody else takes a bite and goes, cripes, I can't believe you like that. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's hard. It's hard doing reviews. And that's one of the reasons why it makes me so nervous to, like, recommend, like, my favorite book to somebody else, because then I'm like, what if they don't like it as much as I do? What if they think I'm a freak for liking this book? Well, I can't be friends if you don't like this book. <laughs> I think that that's what makes this podcast successful is that there are so many different styles of reading and and different points of view that everybody can usually find something out of it that they lo- would like to read. So it's not like you waste an entire hour hearing about one book. And, and then, then you hate realize it. that you don't like it. I mean, here you get four choices every week. <laughs> and we're all about the choices. Yeah, mm-hmm. we got to have choices. So. Did you already give your title and artist and I missed it? That was Into the Water by Paula Hawkins. <laughs> <laughs> cycle back. Cycle back, cycle back. All right. My turn. Did you figure out what you're going to do yet? Yes, I did. Now I remember because I had a look at my Goodreads. That's the one thing about uh, Goodreads that I do like is that I can keep track of everything that I've read. I need to set up a Goodreads still. <laughs> I still haven't done that. Yeah. It's really You're helpful. the only one that doesn't have a link on our uh, website. Come on, Jessica. So now that you don't aren't in school anymore. Yep. You're the only I haven't one touched not my laptop in blue. In like two weeks. It's your turn to get into the Goodreads. We're expecting results. Okay. I'll just have to take. <laughs> I have a notebook that I keep. Thing in. Yeah. I have like a TV yeah, that's what I list. did too. When I set up my Goodreads, I finally went back in and I had to go through like through two notebooks and I went through the episodes. I still have to go back to the library to my histories and like go in because I read so much that I don't review, then I don't remember what I read. Yeah, that and the issue that I was having is I would write down the title, but not the and artist. the artist sometimes, but then. She couldn't read her own writing. I, for and one. I couldn't remember anything about the book at all, whether I liked it or hated it. I was like, what the fuck is this? When did I read this? If I don't you can't remember. remember it, then you probably did not like it. I'm glad you quit with the list thing because it was you would come in and you'd like open up your book and be like, oh shit, like I don't understand anything <laughs> that I wrote down. <laughs> yes, it is kind of nice to have it, you know, typed out so that I don't mess up my words. All right. So today, I'm going to review a really unique novel, and it's called Inherit the Dead, but the list of artists is 20. It's a thriller that was written by 20 different authors, big name authors. How in the world am I supposed to put that on the website, 20 authors? 
I know. Etc. I'm, I'm just going to put like the name and various authors. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> fine. The first author. And that's all. fine. That's fine. Etc. Etc. That. 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 Yes. <laughs> and a bunch of authors. I think the first one listed is Jonathan Stantlo- Stantlofer and Stephen Carter. I think maybe those two were the the uh, editors. But I say that's going to be. Interesting. Those are the first two listed. You have that many cooks in the kitchen? Yeah. And how do you make it all flow? Well, what I'm most interested in and the biggest reason that I'm even bothering to review this is because they are giving all of the proceeds to a victim's charity. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. That is cool. So, I mean, that's the only reason that I'm even reviewing it, Hmm. which should tell you something right there. (laughs) But having said that, I did read it really quickly, mainly because I was really interested if I could, like, tell the style of the writer, because I've read a lot of these authors. For example... So you were trying to pick out the author? I was. I was trying to get the style from the chapter, Mm -hmm. because each chapter is written by a different one of these authors. Linda Farstein, or Fairstein... Mary Higgins Clark, John Connolly, Charlene Harris, C.J. Box, Mark Carter, Marsha Clark, Max Allen Collins, James Grady, Heather Graham, Brian Gruley, Val McDermott, who's one of my favorite authors. I love Val McDermott. S.J. Rosen, Jonathan Stantlofer, Dana, Dana Stabenow, Lisa Unger, and Sarah Weinman. That's how many mm-hmm. people. And each one of them took a chapter. Um, the Compensation all goes to a group called Safe Horizon, the leading victim assistant agency in the country. Victims of just general victims or? Victims of violence. Like violent crimes or Violent crimes, domestic crime, whatever. Mm. It's basically for the victims. Victims of crime. That's cool. Uh, I guess the beginning part of it, it, it's sort of a predictable type trope for this genre where it's a disgraced cop who's now a private eye mm-hmm. um, and he is basically thrust into an investigation. So he's basically looking for the daughter of this woman who says, the woman says, okay, she invites him to her New York City apartment, which is Park Avenue, mm-hmm. right? She's super freaking rich ridiculously rich and she's dying and she says okay my daughter is set to inherit all this money when she turns 21 a few weeks from now and I haven't heard from her in a year and if she doesn't sign the papers on her 21st birthday then she doesn't get any money and I want her to get the money so I need you to find her so he sets out to find her The reason I had a difficult time with the book is absolutely understandable, considering that there are 20 different authors. There were a lot of discrepancies Mm. in the way that this was put together. And some of the chapters were better than others, as you would expect. Mm -hmm. But it was a really interesting experiment it kind of reminds me, have you ever played that game where you start to tell a story yes. and then you have to pass it to the next person? Yep. 
That's and exactly then they what make this up was part like. of the story, and then they pass it to the next person. Right. And so it like you know it creates like this completely different story than what it started out to be. Well, let me just give you an example of one of the chapters that totally put me off. Now, if you've read any detective novels, you know what the procedure is for interviewing witnesses. If you've watched anything on television, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're in this interview room with the person they're interviewing. And all of a sudden, the daughter and her father come in to the room while they're interviewing this other person mm-hmm. in the police station. I mean, it's just like totally. Would not happen. Dude. So it's like all of this, I mean, these people are supposed to know what they're doing when it comes to procedure. Yeah. That was just one of the things. The other big glaring booger in the nose for me was that I figured out why the daughter was lying a full three or four chapters before the end of the book. And they kept Mm -hmm. saying, Oh, what was that niggling thing in the back of his mind? He should know. He should know. He should know. So they they kept going on about it. And I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's this. Mm. So I was furious by the end of the book, of course, because I'm like, if it could be any more obvious, <laughs> come on. But having said that, it's a really good cause that they did it for so... You know, if if I hate to say don't buy it because it was a good cause. Mm-hmm. So buy it. But I mean, out of a scale of one to ten, what would you rate it? Maybe a three. <clears throat> so just because I'm such a big fan of crime writing and I've read so many, I'm a harsh, harsh critic. So I'm sure other people who have not read as many crime fiction novels as I have might kind of like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to realize, you know, I am super, super harsh. So if if you're just a casual uh, thriller reader, you might super enjoy it. Well, I mean, like I've read stuff that I figured out way before the end. Yeah. And I still like it because I like the story leading up to what it is, even though it's predictably going to be this. So my style is basically the reason that I didn't like this. Because mm-hmm. I don't like that. I don't like it when, you know, three or four chapters before the book is over, I'm screaming, oh, for fuck's sake. Really? Are you that stupid? Because then I'm, by the time we get to the end of the book, I'm like, oh, what a waste of time. (laughs) So as long as you're a little bit less obnoxious about the way you feel about the endings of your books, you might really enjoy it. Because, of course, it does have some really well-written chapters. I mean, you know, with the historical fiction ones that I read, um, it's based on events that have already happened. So I already know... That who's going to win World War One and win World War Two, But I still like to read it for the story. So I didn't like Apollo 1, sometimes, the movie, because I was like, why would you make a movie about something where you Apollo know 13? it's... Our, oh, excuse me, Apollo 13. Christ. My absolute favorite, one of my very favorite movies. See, the reason that I didn't want to go to it, because Ron's like, come on, let's go. I'm like, dude, we already know what's going to happen. Why should we go watch this movie? It's Hawkeyes <laughs> in Space. Why would you not watch it? Yeah. That's a, Ugh. I'm reading a Broken Throne, which I read, I reviewed The Red Queen. And mm-hmm. it's a, Broken Thrones is like 
two novellas and a bunch of short stories mm -hmm. from the same thing. And one of them is told from this character's point of view who dies way before the book. Mm -hmm. The books, the main books are started. Right. And so the whole time I'm listening to it, it just like breaks my heart because it's from her you point know of view. And I'm like, you're about to die. <laughs> yeah. But so sometimes it's about the story, not sometimes just the it ending. Is. Sometimes it is. And, and because it's such a good cause that the money's going to, you know, maybe you should buy it. Yeah. I, however, did not like it. I didn't hate it, hate it, but I did not like it. I would have hated it if it wasn't for a good cause. Well, I mean, sometimes you have to give a little bit of flexibility for something like that. Because, like, I read a sci-fi book, which I never read, mm -hmm. because it was written by Will Wheaton, and I like Will Wheaton. Yeah. And, and I are... probably liked it more than I probably would have otherwise because it was written and read by Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. I am giving this more consideration than I normally would, because normally when I read a crime novel I don't like, I never review it. Yeah. Because I feel like, why should I recommend this book to somebody, and why should I tell about it even, because somebody else might really like it. Because crime novels are one of those things for me. They're, they're like, like historical fiction are for you. Mm -hmm. That's your happy place. I love crime novels. I go there for relaxation and the puzzle of it. Palette <laughs> cleanse. Yes. For the warm, fuzzy feelings. Somebody has to die. They're comfortable because I know what the basic layout is going to be. Right. Anyway, that's called Inherit the Dead. Yeah. Inherit the Dead by 20 different authors. <laughs> awesome. I sound like, you know what really sucks is I sound like such a fucking snob all the time. I hate that. <laughs> you are a little bit I, of a book snob. I, I hate mean, it. own it. If well, you're a book snob, you're a book snob. I am snob. a book snob, but it, own it. it just makes me feel so bad because you guys are so generous and I'm like, <laughs> I'm not always generous. I mean that, what was that one sci-fi that I read oh, that yeah, we got the one true. email about that they're like, this is one of my favorite books. I can't believe you didn't like yeah, it. Blah, yeah, blah, blah, yeah. Blah. But the whole reason why I didn't like it is because it's not my genre of books. Yeah. So oh, yeah. it's hard for me to get past the I, alien. I ripped the dinner six ways to sundown. Oh, yeah, that's right. You did. You hated the dinner. So, I, see, I we all have our, <laughs> we do. We have our little quirks. We do. Uh, mine happen to be worse than others at the moment. For some reason, Except I just Nicole. can't Nicole's seem to nice get to everybody. Into did I just say six no. ways to sundown? I just try yes, not to review anything that I don't like because not that you, I, not that there's anything wrong with it, but I don't know. I just feel like why be negative? I don't know. Yeah. I try not to be, I try not to review things I don't like, but if like this last two or three weeks, I have read a lot of books and haven't found anything I like. I'm just in one of those slumps moods that everything that comes through because i'm on the wait list for a bunch of different mm -hmm. things everything that has come through i just don't like yeah, yeah. so then i'm like well, what the hell do i review because i don't like anything i read then you just sort of have to go with it so i felt too i got neuromancer came in and the cabin at the end of the world came in for me and i was just like oh I don't like either of these. cabin at the end of the world that was a terrible book I but like, a lot of people loved it. I read, like, I listened to, like, the first little bit, and I don't know if it was, like, the narrator or what, but I just was like, I'm not really yeah. feeling this. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. I'm tired. My dog tried to sleep with me last night, and it just didn't work out well. It, it, it's that that severe weather backlash mm-hmm. that all you want is a fucking nap. Well, so it's funny because the storms rolled in like pretty late. It was, then, it was probably yeah. 1130 by the time I got back in bed last yeah. night. And then you have all that adrenaline rushing through you. And then if you're drinking, it's even worse. So <laughs> I got home right. at 2 a.m. <laughs> That's right. Nicole's friend was was here and she's sitting there in the bar drinking when the tornado hit. So are you hung over this morning? A little bit. I did. I didn't get a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit because I was like, uh, I need some batteries to sap up this alcohol. <laughs> Pretty much. But I was about it. Yeah, it 9:30. was 9:30. You were already in bed when the damn thing hit. Yeah, I slept through it. My, apparently, my parents and my brother were up. They're like, we were going to get you up if we had to get in, but we didn't think we should wake up. <laughs> That's normally how I am. I'm the old lady that goes to bed at like nine. And yeah, me too. Normally, but I was by myself, so I forgot yeah. I had to pay attention. I probably would have been asleep if I hadn't have been at a bar. <laughs> then my husband's texting me with all these pictures from Nashville bars because he's with his brothers. <laughs> I'm like, why are you texting me these random pictures? It's because he's drunk and he's having fun. He's, and drunk, he's drunk texting you. Yeah, you're wrestling a 80-pound lab. It's like, check this out. Listen to this music. <laughs> so, like, I'm like, oh, that's nice, honey. Beautiful. Lauren's husband was at this golf tournament in like the Texas Panhandle. So she's here at the bar with me and she's, he's, he had texted her at like 830 saying like, I'm going to bed. Mm-hmm. So she's texting him at 930, 10 going, we're about to die in a tornado. And he never responds. <laughs> and like, she was like, maybe you should tell him we survived. And then she's just like, nah. He'll nah. <laughs> wake up to that and be like, what the hell? <laughs> then he calls it like 6 a.m. Honey, are you okay? Fuck off. Sleep it. <laughs> Leave me alone. Why'd Hung you wake over. me up so early? Bastard, you should listen last night. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. That's something I would do to Travis is like, I'm dying I'm right die. now. And then... Just never respond back to him to be like, I'm okay. (laughs) Oh, yeah, we survived. All that marked safe stuff. I didn't even see that yesterday. What? Marked safe? You Like on Facebook? Facebook. No, I didn't see it either. But somebody, somebody, um, one of my friends uh, from El Reno pulled, you know, that pulled up for her. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, that's probably good. They must have gotten like a, well, I don't know. I I don't, they must have only done El Reno. Yeah, they didn't do it for us, but we survived. I don't know if there's any damage out there. I think I need to go for a little tour around the neighborhood. Down in Portland, there's a bunch. No, I'm talking about out by my house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I know that when I was driving up here, there was, you know, there's a river bridge, okay? Mm -hmm. And teetering on the edge of the pylons, on the edge of the bridge, was a trampoline. Uh Uh-oh. Somebody lost their trampoline. (laughs) So that's what I saw on my way here today. Hmm. If you I still lo- haven't figured out why everybody in Oklahoma buys a trampoline because you know it's literally going to blow away with like every May. Personally, I think you should just get one for the whole neighborhood right. and just wait to see whose yard it shows up exactly. in. Exactly. And then every just, tornado, it just jumps to the next yard, yeah. jumps to the next yard. Yeah. It makes perfect sense to me. Except this year, it seems like nobody would get very much time with their torna- with their trampoline since we've had tornadoes like every freaking night. <laughs> 70 mile per hour winds. Oh, looks like Joe's turn with the trampoline over there. <laughs> yep. Mom, I didn't even get to jump on it. 
Just go to Joe's house tomorrow, honey. It'll be fine. And the whole neighborhood splits the insurance. All right, I like it. <laughs> and, oh. and on that note, it's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.